UK imposes entry bans on passengers from Brazil and various other South American countries, following further mutations in the SARS-CoV-2 virus. Salvagine SARS-CoV-2 Task Force reserves judgment on vaccination. The eyes of the entire scientific world are currently fixed on two countries. On the one hand, Israel, which has achieved the highest per capita vaccination rates and could therefore provide valuable lessons in terms of vaccine rollout, effectiveness, infectivity and herd immunity. And on the other, Brazil, specifically because of the SARS-CoV-2 gene variants discovered there, which have led the British government to impose entry bans from the South American continent and from Portugal. Cases have been reported from Brazil of people being infected with the coronavirus multiple times within just a few months. Our conclusion is that an independent gene variant is responsible. The reinfections took place with a virus variant that carries a problematic mutation. This gene alteration, designated E484K, also occurs in the 501Y.V2 variant first detected in South Africa. Initial laboratory tests suggest that antibodies are significantly less effective against virus forms with the E484K mutation. The antibodies bind rather weakly to these viruses and can therefore not be relied on to render them harmless. This can make reinfection more likely and also impact negatively on the efficacy of vaccines. The interval between first and second infection is around four to six months. Whole genome sequencing revealed that both infections were caused by the Brazilian SARS-CoV-2 lines B.1.1.33 and B.1.1.28. The second of these most probably came into being towards the end of August in the state of Rio de Janeiro and carries the E484K gene variant. There is another variant in Brazil, B.1.1.248, which is closely related to the B.1.1.28 line. In the light of ongoing SARS-CoV-2 mutation around the world, it would appear that there are a lot of unanswered questions regarding infectivity, reinfection, and immune response overall. The B.1.1.7 variant from Great Britain, which has featured in several previous keynotes, does not carry the E484K mutation and therefore presents a problem only insofar as it has a considerably higher viral load than the original Wuhan virus. The main danger is that it is more transmissible and therefore drives the spread of the disease. We would therefore emphasize once again that earlier exposure to SARS-CoV-2 definitely does not confer 100% immunity. The coming weeks will be especially interesting as the very first infections of a year ago were not recorded. This process only began in the spring of 2020, so now, five to seven months later, we should be able to see the duration and extent of immunity following a first infection. A study just published on the gov.uk website shows evidence that even people with antibodies can spread the virus and also confirms that protection after infection cannot be complete. We already expressed our skepticism regarding a forecast in December that a level of herd immunity would be reached in the course of the next 12 months, and we remain convinced that it will not be achieved any time during 2021. The WHO gave further confirmation of this a few days ago in a virtual press briefing. The developments in the Manaus region of Brazil have strengthened this conviction. Manaus, a city in the Amazon basin with a population the size of Houston, has been in the global headlines twice in the past year, 
The first time being in May, when terrifying images began to emerge of an uncontrolled outbreak, and the second time in September, when international scientists took blood samples after a dramatic fall in the death rate, and local politicians claimed that protective herd immunity had been achieved. Investigators from the USA published their results in Science magazine. Yet now, a second wave has arrived, much stronger than last spring, and hospitals are overflowing. The whole city is on lockdown. No one is talking about herd immunity anymore. This reinforces us in our conviction that, due to the mutations, a much higher infection rate must be reached before herd immunity becomes achievable. We assume that the mutations found in Brazil have now also spread to Manaus. The new mutations are significantly changing the R-value of SARS-CoV-2. In this context, there is a race against time in terms of the current restrictions to deal with the mutations, especially with B.1.1.7, before there are similar outbreaks to those in the UK and Ireland. It is crucial that the B.1.1.7 variant encounters relatively low daily infection rates. We are somewhat reluctant to make any recommendation on the timing of a vaccination jab at this time, not least because of the mutations. We have already made personal recommendations on vaccines and the timing of vaccination to many of our premium clients. Those with high risk factors will receive our recommendations within the next few days. So far, we have withheld these recommendations because various countries, in particular Norway, have issued information about the possible consequences of vaccination for the elderly and sick. The aim is to clarify which deaths are related to vaccination. The investigations will be completed in the next few days. Afterwards, we will send out our further recommendations. When individuals are vaccinated, we generally expect 100% immune protection to last for less than a full 12 months. Instead, similar to an infection, the antibodies will break down after six to seven months at the latest, thereby gradually reducing immunity. We are working on the assumption that anyone receiving a vaccination now will need another booster jab in preparation for the next wave, which we expect will hit the Northern Hemisphere around October. Between now and then, we expect a further increase in mutation incidence. It is important to opt for one of the mRNA vaccines where a choice is available because their inherent design makes them much easier to adapt to future SARS-CoV-2 variants. It is therefore good news that another mRNA vaccine is coming up for approval. It too was developed by a German company, CureVac, in collaboration with pharmaceuticals giant Bayer. We expect that this vaccine will come on stream from May to June onwards and will then be available to the general population for immunization in the autumn quarter. Furthermore, we are still not making any recommendations regarding the Moderna vaccine for the reasons that we have mentioned in previous keynotes and because of complications that arose in California which caused the authorities there to temporarily suspend rollout. Apart from that, there are no other vaccine projects that play a major role during the current winter wave. Neither AstraZeneca nor the vaccines from China and Russia have received approval from the EU. Other vaccine projects from France and the USA are still in Phase 3 development. This is relevant because, from our point of view, in order to manage the pandemic, it is important to achieve a high vaccination rate quickly so as not to give the virus the opportunity for severe mutation. While we are on the subject, we would like to make it clear that it makes no sense to uncouple the first and second doses. We know from other virus systems that partial immunity may lead to severe mutations developing more quickly and thus rendering the vaccine ineffective. At this time, we would ask our premium clients to contact their Salvagene consultant directly if they have any questions. 
If you are contemplating vaccination, please do so in consultation with your Salvagene consultant. Within the next few days, we will be bringing out a follow-up protocol for premium clients who have already had an infection. In their case, a completely different regime is called for. Various things have to be taken into account to prevent possible long-term damage. This applies to all types of infections, from asymptomatic to severe. It is worth pointing out that no Salvagene Premium client anywhere in the world has so far had a severe infection. In the event of an infection, it is important that our Salvagene Premium clients send copies of both the initial positive test and the negative test at the end of the infection to their Salvagene consultant, who will then determine the strength of immunity and compare this with the retests of the C19 immunization program. This will allow us to best prepare you for a possible reinfection.